Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing crickets at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into the play for team call. Um, the name escaped me. Obviously, sharing is always a big issue, a big issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team. Take it like a whip, leave. Um, a bit of advice for the players yeah. follow on. I refer to the great cricketer here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the great cricket. Uh, England, India, third test starts on Headingley. We're previewing that. The 100 has been completed. The Southern Brave get it done for the men. The Oval Invincibles for the women. When will the Langer stuff go away? Will it ever go away? Will any of us go away? West Indies, Pakistan, Barbara Azam in the runs, as is Farwada Lamb, and they're all taking wickets. Kyle Jamison. World Test Championship final, man of the match, person of the match, man of our hearts is on the show for the second time, but for the first time publicly. <laughs> that will remain this episode, as they all are, brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. You can use the code CHAMP for free custom design. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry sits across from me, and I, him. Pezzy lad, happy Monday to you, sir. A uh, bit going on this week, heaps of stuff going on. The cricket's back, and everything's back in our lives, and it feels good, and COVID's over. <laughs> not here, it's not. One of those things is different to the rest. Here goes uh, breaking news that I'd like to share on the show. Comes in from an anonymous contributor. Mm-hmm. And of all the things that you mentioned, and they are all very important, I do believe, and I think you will agree, that this is more important. May I read? Well, you don't speak for me, but yeah. Dinesh Kartik playing today at Wormsley, says a poster to us. Right. Wormsley being the most beautiful and quintessentially English ground in the country today. Need to look up what that is. He walks out in his gold KKR helmet Mm -hmm. and his LBW third ball for zero. See you later. (laughs) Now, I have no more information about this, but I felt it needed to be raised up the top because if anybody has any images or anecdotes or video about this, can you please share it with us? Because I'm sure everybody listening will agree that the optics on this are unbelievable. (laughs) Can somebody please furnish us with an image? Just the image of Dinesh Kartik in a gold KKR helmet on a beautiful, quaint English ground. And then a third ball duck. Please. At what point when you're packing your stuff to head overseas to do some comms work? How does he... Perfect question. (laughs) How does he even have this lid? Are you putting it on top? Is it like a metaphorical cherry on top? Or is it the first thing in the kit? First thing in the luggage? Because then you've got to pack it around like the bulbous shape of a lid. But it's looking, maybe it's hand luggage. He's running on the plane. 
Just weight restrictions of luggage. Like, oh, I better bring my lid. Yeah. Because to pack a lid in your luggage, I'd probably have to like unscrew the grill because then you can pack it down a bit tighter. Oh, good point. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd do if yeah. I was doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. If there. you're going to wear a gold lid, now we've spoken to other people in the past who've you know worn their IPL lids in club matches. Brad Hodge, obviously, uh, hitting six for East Sandringham, mm. one of the stronger clubs down here. Mm. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> on some Astro shit. Um, like it's a good six hitting ground. It is a good six hitting ground. Yeah, <laughs> not, even close. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. With a gold lid at a village game. Yeah, you have to score runs, but the right amount of runs. Because if you if you had, if you worked a hundred, I don't know if he's got that kind of alpha. Dinesh Karthik is a current player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's the, not even. That's more than Brad Hodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Hodge had retired. He retired. Yeah. Why has he brought his lid? And, but <laughs> the thing, you know, the the there's something about an IPL lid. Mm. They really went to the next Gold. level. They next they went to the next level with lids, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've been crying out for years to bring about the yellow lid yeah. for the Australian team and the ODIs. Oh, yeah. But a gold lid, I mean, it's – because so much of the IPL is focused around the income of the players. It's and, shiny and gold, the, isn't it? And the, the, you know, celebrity owners, Bollywood, that kind of gear. So it's all mm. just like gl- glitz mm. and glamour. The, the meeting, the juxtaposition. It's a of, juxtaposition. Of old England. Yeah. And, and new an money. I, and an IPL lid. <laughs> gold. Dinesh Kardik. And what a commentator. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we keep being told. Yeah. Hey, he wears good shirts. He wears good shirts. Good shirts. Um, anyway, just wanted to raise that up top. Okay, so the, the test match that finished last week was an absolute belter, and uh, it sets up the series nicely here because England and India third test. Just before we get into that, um, we are going to do uh, a live stream on Wednesday evening Australia time. That'll be Wednesday, so yeah, Wednesday morning, day one of the first of session. The first session of the third test match at Headingley. Uh, set your clocks accordingly. That's going to be on YouTube, obviously. Um, so that's, uh, that's day one, Wednesday. If you want to get around that, find us on YouTube. You know how to search the internet to do those things. Uh, and yeah, hopefully being a bit of lighthearted entertainment whilst enjoying this, uh, wonderful test match and this test series that is going on. Of course, uh, we'll be doing the dailies on, uh, on YouTube as well. You can get the audio exclusive for that at patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. We can also find 54 episodes of hashtag AskTGC Fridays. If that is your want, if that is your need, patreon.com forward slash grey cricketer. England, India, third test, headingly. Obviously, Pez, what Jimmy Anderson would have said to Virat Kohli et al. would have been, can't wait to get you headingly or something like I'm that. I'm guessing that's what he said. Uh, now, England never lose there except for the last two times when they've lost there to Australia and to New Zealand. Do you remember that New Zealand series? Fuck me, that feels like it was in the mid-80s. I don't remember us beating them at headingly. Don't you? Last time we were there with them. What do you mean? Um, oh, it's Edge Baston. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, ha- yeah. I have had fever dreams that have gone the other <laughs> yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Mm. Totally understandable. I did. There was there was an alternate universe where I did black out and look at the screen and we'd won, but. Yeah. Fuck. Why mm. why, I've just confused those two grounds. Uh, mate. That's I, my mistake and I've made an error. Listen, just on. Just on this game coming up, he goes, like, I, I realise this analysis has about as much intellect as a captain putting a fielder where the ball just went. But, like, mm-hmm. how does England do anything in this game if Joe Root doesn't score 200 runs? Mate, yeah. Well, they've changed They've changed some players, uh, I guess. I want to talk about that. Yeah, okay. So, okay, well, Joe Root, first of all, he's number two in the batting rankings now. Like we put a lot in the batting rankings. Oh, that yeah. that when did that become a thing? Yeah. When did rankings like big boy a stuff thing? is a joke, but yeah. what's that? Because Kane's number one, 
and Kane feels good. And I kind of want to talk about this in a little bit in in the sense of uh, like Barbara's arm scored some runs or whatever the fuck, and then people are writing like, oh, is he the best batsman ever now or whatever. I think like if your team has to, be, your team has to be like winning big games, big series. Obviously, Kane's done the business and he scored runs in that final as well. But he's been great for eight. Now Joe Root is in like I don't think maybe Kane's career, number one either. By the way, career best form. Yeah, mm. no, neither do I. Like, but, it, it, but it's not his fault. He's not allowed to be because he's not in top three teams. Yeah. He doesn't play enough test cricket. No. It's not his fault. Especially he he may well be. We just will never know. So mm. I cannot bestow upon him. <laughs> if you're listening, so Kane, unfair. if anyone cares. So I know. unfair. He's the most dad dick of yeah. all time. He averages like 130 in test cricket. Nah, I'm not sure. Nah, be it. He's got everything. The would, whole thing. Would he make into the Australian team? I don't know. It looks weird when New Zealand <laughs> play test cricket. Just the colours and the yeah. white and it's no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just no good. Anyway, so Joe Root's good, but you're right. Okay, so what they've done is Joe uh, Dom Sibley, gone. Um, he's still alive. He's just out of the team. Milan in. Friend, yeah. friend of the show. Well, they're both friends of the show. Milan in. Mate. So what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Has Stephen made opening Milan three? He's three. All right. Milan's three. Joe Root four. That's right. Okay. That's right. I feel like it doesn't matter. Chairs, Titanic. That's what it feels like. Well, Dowd Milan, it's a chiseled face. Yeah, it's a chiseled face. It's a three-day growth. Yeah. It's chest and pipes and lean muscle. Um, he's England via South Africa. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's called AC. What? AC Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real or have you just made that up? No, it's real. Ah, okay. I wish you'd made that up. Um, and the thing I like about the selection AC is... AC Milan. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> okay. He, he seems like enough of an individual Milan because mm. he, he polarises, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah, that he won't... Though? I don't know. It's the what's he like as a bloke thing. Yeah, what's he like as a bloke thing. Yeah. But that, England needs a what's he like as a bloke selection yeah, because yeah. he won't – his personality will be such that he won't get caught up in collapses. England's mm, collapses mm, at the moment, they, they, their entire batting unit mm, is like one big collapse mm, apart from Joe Root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, now they need to bring in an outsider abrasive personality mm-hmm. to start dividing that up a little bit. Like not being one of the boys mm. – Works for England and works for him in mm. this situation. Like mm. he's doing his own thing. Like that, none of that might be true. And statistically, he averages twenty-seven in Test cricket. Um, but <laughs> but yes, that's the one thing, mate. What does he look like though? The face. The vi- he, they, England need a vibe selection. They, well, like um, something. He got a ton at the Wacker yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, so that's going. He went to hell and got scary runs. All right. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's right type of run stuff. Yeah. Um, can runs be any more right than Wacker runs mm. as an Englishman? Mm. Mm. Sure, Headingley slightly different track. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was four yeah. or five years ago. Well, Rats Bastion, as I call it. <laughs> it's even longer. <laughs> but that, that's, where, that's where England are. And, you know, yeah. Milan coming in, tell, tell me if this is wrong, right? Okay. Like, this isn't like bringing a bloke up from twos to ones or threes to twos. Like, oh, he's a new guy on the side. He's mm. been doing well at training. This mm. is a bloke who's not played for a couple of years. This is a guy who's gone and, you know, in grade terms. He's, like, created a career. He's, he's built a corporate career. Yeah. He's been away. T20, sir. Doing other stuff. Yeah, like, like um, but stories of him are still told in the sheds. And you might have seen him around, you know, at the, at the ground or something. He comes with a coffee. He's got a little mm. baby or something. You know, he's looking good. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, looking right. fresher in the face because yeah, yeah. he's had a sleep in. He looks happier, like, happier, yeah. but he. he Comes and says good day to the president because he's yeah. mates with him because they played together. That's right. That's you right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just keeping a key and eye on things like, oh, we're going to bring Dale back in, yeah. you know, for a game because he wants to have a game. Yeah. And you've heard stories about him mm-hmm. and stories, oh, what about that? You know, he scored runs at the Wacker and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bit of a rare unit, mm. you know. He's, I wouldn't say he's quite one of the boys. He can get, you know, he's 
got a, it's got a level to him, mm-hmm. but you sort of brings a new energy. Like this got this new this new face walks into the dressing room. Yeah, you just wonder how it moves, how yeah. it talks, right, right, right. What it does, it's yeah. all a bit old school. Yeah, You're a bit yeah, suspicious. Yeah, it's kind of like Elon Musk Tesla bot thing. That's right. They're just bringing that into the dressing room. What's this? Yeah, what's this new thing? Because they got a bit of a I vibe going on there a little bit now. Because obviously, like Broad's out of the dressing room now because yeah. he's injured. And they've got Robinson in, got his own stuff going on. Yeah. And they've got Bearstow back in there, more stories, more vibe. Now Milan, now it's yeah. like building a bit of a 2019, when was, when was that? Uh, 2017. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Okay, it was a long time ago. Mm. Do you remember that? Used to be able to go to the games and stuff. Sort of. Yeah. I sort of remember. So I, I feel like it can work. I mean, it can't be any worse than what was currently going on. That's right. They needed wholesale change. It's the same. Yeah. Look, Mark Wood's in the squad, but he's he may or may Probably not be unlikely, fit. And, yeah. and so then it will be between Overton and uh, Sakib Mahmood, yeah. who's come in. Yeah. Now, you've got to go for Mahmood there. Rooster. Uh, just Rooster yeah. and novelty selection. Mm-hmm. More more new movements new around stuff. the dressing room. Something where like when the guy comes on the screen, change a bowl up, yeah. and now we're in for it because he's first game. First game. And you want to see how it, how it moves. Yeah, you new know? move. White clothing. New it thing. Makes feel different we've seen him play like 50 times during Laurie, but different clothes now it's a different clothes selection <laughs> you know like you're much, you're much, you're <laughs> mate you know yeah, how india's good, already picked that team you know how good india are like, yeah. they, like they, don't, they don't strike me as a complacency team like as a one nil up there we've done what we need to do uh, like yeah. like not under coley this this is how good india are at the moment he goes mm-hmm. coley is their political attack dog yeah coley can't score runs. He may as well bat eight, not bowl, and sledge fifteen year olds. <laughs> count dot balls, make him feel better about himself. Right? You know, yeah. that, he's the most talented political attack dog has ever been in yeah. Test cricket. He's good. That's where India are at the moment. Mm. I, 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 yeah. I smell a pumping because India the last like few years they've lost like almost every first game of the series before going on to win. That happened once in Australia. They got off at 36. Now, we'll still win that series mm. with our fucking C team. Mm. Collie went home. <laughs> Collie went home. Mm. See you later, boys. Um, so they typically grow into a series. Now, that, they probably would have won the first game. Very strong favourites win that game. They've come from nowhere to win the second game. And now it's like, oh, could be pretty flat. Now, mate. Now the middle manager from okay, Lexus Nexus is coming mm. in with his with his beard and stuff to, to bat three. Can mm. he do something? Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so there's still no Leach, no Bess in this squad. Uh, Leach is on standby for Mo and Alex. Mo and Alex are obviously going to play. Mm. But they sent Leach back because he's been in these bubbles for so long and not got a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. You just... I don't know, it doesn't bode well for future uh, test tours coming out for the England team or even this, t- this, test, this test series alone. Um, so I just got a note here, like uh, Ashwin speaking on his on his YouTube, he's speaking in Tamil apparently, but um, he said that Barat choreographed the team getting into the long room there at Lords. We spoke about this before, um, where Shami and Bourne have just come in from the 89-run partnership and Barat's like choreographed it all. So there's like a, photo opportunity of the entire fucking Indian setup. It's not just the players. There's like analysts and stuff in the room just absolutely hooting and hollering. Mate. Um Cole is their comms manager. <laughs> he's got a few jobs. So I don't sorry, run. He's not in his sleep. He reminds me of he's Ronaldo at the, at the Euros off the field and telling oh, guys yeah, yeah, to yeah. take penalties. Now you take one, yeah. you show personality, you can do it. You yeah. know, like Yeah, do you remember the final in the Euros when Ronaldo went off injured and then he just basically became the coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear on the Sky Sports coverage last week, you could hear Coley from the balcony. Like, they, they must have had some sound. You could also hear some other toffs there going like, oh, they won't last long. <laughs> These guys before Boomer and Shami score runs. I swear you could hear Coley getting involved, just yelling over the balcony. Like, yeah. He's the guy, you know, mm. at a great game as well. You know, edge ball for four. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So England, no chance. Well, on on, you're, you're, I think England. Look, yeah, I, I think they're all at sea. You know, I think the floodgates could open. I, I think there could be some big runs, but I don't know what the wicket's like. You mm. know, and Joe Root has the hot hand. He's got the Steve Smith hand at mm. the moment, mm. and you know how how could you bet against him as well? It's just five hundreds this year, five test hundreds this year. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So it's just that now everyone sees – I mean, everyone's seen for a long time how much they rely on Root, but now that he's scoring so many runs and he's converting those 60s mm. and stuff into 100s, yeah, yeah, yeah. it almost puts a bigger spotlight on just how much they rely on him. Mm. I mean, it, he'd have to be the hottest wicket going round. I feel like I feel like England's bowlers are always, like, steady, but you can't – like, the last game, Anderson was, like, so important for them, not just in a wicket sense, though. He did get his, like, seventh, fifth wicket Hall of Lords or whatever. Um just his like his defensive bowling, where he was still like tying it down. Now Curran came on in the first things I think it was in the second game, and he bowled. He didn't bowl badly, but it was just a little bit loose, easy to score for a little bit. And then Anderson to come. Anderson has to come back into the attack to just even tie it down. So he's, he still feels like a huge part of this team as well. It's obviously to say, of course, he's got six hundred and whatever the fuck test wickets. So he's obviously going to be important. But it still feels like without Broad there as well. There was a little bit of vulnerability, and now Mark Wood, who bowled so quickly and took big wickets in the third innings of the game, third innings of the game against um, India, uh, now with him being sort of probably unlikely, now it's like, hey, now you've got a debutante, and it's like, oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't look like a team that's going to win a test match. You, you look at 1-11, it's like, is that, is that going to win a test match? I'm not sure. I think no. Good approach from Ashwin to get a game as well. Yep. Start talking up coach. Yep. You know, he's choreographing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So good if you can get it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the hundred pairs. We'll be live streaming that. We'll be live streaming that and talking about all those things and more uh, on YouTube. If you want to get around that, and we in turn will get around you. Um, now the hundred pairs. Now we're going to speak to. Well, we've got a few irons in the fire here to speak to someone. We just don't know who just yet, as we're recording this a little bit earlier than what that is going to be. Uh, that's going to be done. But we want to get a sort of UK perspective of what the hundred competition has been. But obviously, the Southern Brave uh, won the final there at Lords the other day, Saturday. Uh, and the Oval Invincibles won the game earlier uh, in the morning. Um, but it feels like from afar that that is, by a distance, the most successful um, domestic short-form cricket competition that I've seen in England in maybe my lifetime. It feels mm. like it has been enormously successful. Mm. Of course, we're not there to experience all of the implications of it, uh, for, for better or worse. But um, it feels like that was a great competition that's only going to get better next year. And you think about the players that didn't go to it this year, all the overseas players who missed it, um, that could have been, oh, well, hopefully that'll be next year uh, where that, that happens. But it just feels like that's going to be a great uh, fixture in the calendar for for the ECB mm-hmm. in years to come. So you're paid by the 100. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Mate, I agree. I mean, I think the um, they've put enough money behind it and, and it was on free-to-air TV and I think that's pretty much like 90, we, 90% uh, of the whole as, thing. As for like, well, this year when it sort of came into our consciousness of it, maybe even a year ago, just thinking like, oh, it just feels like it's going to bang. I always thought it was going to be good. And then like, as it got closer, everyone was like, well, what about the county championship? Ah, uh, yeah. It was okay. interesting for I mean, I think from our perspective, like th- there's not much we can add other than how we've experienced the BBL. Of course, and yeah. The, the chats that we had leading into it. I mean, we, as we've said so many times that like it, it gets its context from test cricket in so many ways. It, it, the way you experience it is meant to be as letting it wash over you and having right. good players, blue team versus yellow team or right. popcorn versus corn chips. And uh, yeah. so, so it's hard when 
it's 3am our time to actually experience it like that or to, to make much comment on it. But it seems to be that like a lot of the, the journalists who are commenting on it are saying, well, you, you can't deny that it seemed like a lot of fun for people and that it achieved a lot of ends. It's not without its problems, yeah. um, etc. I, I note that like I ended up warming to Birmingham uh, Phoenix a fair bit, you know, led by Moeen, local boy. He did it with humility. Liam Livingston did really well for them. I saw someone write his, you know, he could be the most famous cricketer in England given how much time he spent on free-to-air recently. Uh, Liam Livingston. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, they need to stop uh, with trying to make cricket commentators cool, you know, for everyone's sake, including the commentators, in my view. <laughs> um, so, and, and I don't think you can argue that it won't get better. But mm. as we've said before, it's going to, you need to take a holistic view of these things and see how it impacts other areas, you know. Uh, people are looking out for that as well. I noticed there was an erroneous tweet from The 100 the other day from somebody taking a screenshot, I think, of like, might have been. Um, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was I thought it was Hales and uh, Rashid Khan. And it said, like, I think the Trent Rockets had just gone out and it said something to the effect of like, well, you know, heartbreak and now there's and when you've got nothing else to do till next year, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and people yeah. were upset that it was like, yeah. well, there's other games on and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to find it, you can, you yeah. know, if you want to see it, you can. I thought they were, I thought it was insensitive because Rashid Khan's entire country's being destroyed <laughs> right. at the moment. Yeah, He's got yeah. some other things on, but yeah, I, was, yeah. I was wrong about no, that. No, no, they're talking about the Vitality Blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I often get those two confused. Um, yeah, mate, you're right. It's uh, it's an interesting one because I know like Zach Crawley and Sibley obviously got dropped from the test squad and then like they were saying like, I suppose it's the, it's a classic thing of like go back and score runs in the county championship then, you, then you'll come back. But the county championship doesn't resume until August 30, which is a week from today. So it's yep. next, next Monday. Now, I understand that. And we've had similar conversations in Australia over the last couple of years with the big bash and the interruption of like the Sheffield Shield season. And it's like now there's basically two seasons of the Sheffield Shield. It's like the... The the, yeah. the the yearly bash off that you have until December, then the big bash starts, and then there's this whole big bash season. Then like then like whatever the fuck after like February whatever. Some other shit when footy's starting. Yeah, the exactly. playing well. Who's doing on time? And trials? so if you get dropped from the test team, you go you go back into big bash form. And you can't score any runs. We have, we even spoke about this maybe about Kawaja semi recently. I think it was when it's like he's got to go play for the Thunder, and it's like how's he supposed to get back into the test setup? I'm not sure. I think. I think maybe our mentality has to change around like these players' professionalism and like because I was thinking as well because Moen Ali got brought back into the Phoenix. He was released from the squad to go and play in this final for the Phoenix um, at Lords, and I feel like there's still this kind of conception around like oh the T20 stuff, the hundred, you know it's bit, it's still a bit of like hit and giggle. It's a bit of slap and giggle, but like the professionalism, the skills of these guys that you see exhibited every single game is actually. Well, I suppose it's it's slightly different in the sense of a Test cricket, but like it's like when you're watching the hundred. Oh, it's cricket. Like, it's still cricket. Like, I still feel like there's this perception of short-form cricket from older audiences, perhaps even myself included, being like, oh, it's just a bit of a give it a whack, go out there and give it a whack, and that's not really translatable to test match cricket. Mm. But um, I don't think that's true. Mm. I don't think that's true. I think there's just cricketers just playing cricket. Cricketers playing cricket. That's what the 100 – that's what the next year's slogan should be for the 100. Come and watch the 100. It's cricketers playing cricket. I am paid by the hundred. <laughs> to those who are saying that it's not cricketers and they're not playing cricket, well, uh, you're wrong. It yeah. actually is cricketers just yeah. playing cricket. <laughs> Do they know things? Let's find out. It's <laughs> a longer form of that. Um, all right. Well, in this segment right now, we're going to throw to someone who knows more things uh, than us who's in the UK. And if you don't hear something, it's because they've all given us a couple of blue bombers and they've all uh, left us on scene. Um, so, yeah, here's that. <laughs> all right, Pez, the Ashes. The Ashes slash Australia. I feel like the Ashes just this thing is forever in our minds because Australians don't play the anymore. Ashes and when slash they, Australia. And when they and when they do, it's not on TV. 
Um, okay, more stuff. More stuff um, that has stayed around about Justin Langer. And there's been more articles. There's been more conversations. Um, I don't know where to start with this other than like Payne talking on his own SEN show, which is radio here in Australia down in Hobart. Hobart? Yeah, Hobart. Um, saying that he, Finch and Cummins, the leaders of the Australian teams, uh, white ball and red ball, all had a Zoom with Langer. Um, and they're going to get around him. And I presume he and Tim will get around them. In a symbiotic <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Chanting each other's names. <laughs> Children. <laughs> future. <laughs> that Lionel Hutt's imagining life without lawyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So now it's all sorted again, mate. And um, fuck, just one more, one more beep test. And I reckon we're going to win this Ashes 5-0. Again, yeah. Um, so well, I guess that's sorted again, eh? Yeah, people are saying well, it's sorted. They had a chat about it. They had a chat. They had a chat and it's good. They're good to go. They're good to go. Haven't yeah. they chatted about this before? Like five or six times? So it seems. So it seems. Uh, what? I, I mean, it, what, what else What else do you say? I don't there, know. There, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of political forces at play at the moment that are really yeah. curious. Yeah. Uh, that you mentioned that meeting that um, that the, the leaders had with Langer. There was a... It was, a le- it was a meeting just before that, like an hours before that, with Cricket Australia between like Hockley Eddings and the three captains. Okay. And right, right, right. When you listen to a lot of the uh, read or listen to a lot of the journos on that day, on the Thursday, mm-hmm. it had the air of like, a, um, you know, that like the, the coup was on, you know, that it was a spill oh, against right. Lang. It just right. there was certain journos and stuff who seemed to be sort of swaying with the breeze, going, ah, maybe his time's up, maybe Langer's time's up. And that kind of coincided with Matthew Hayden going on SEN and just fucking giving it both barrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DOS. Do- made DOS yeah. walk down the deck, yeah. pump it back over the top. Yeah, yeah. Ah, True Blue playing in the background? I think so. <laughs> they should have had that as a background. Um, but it was really interesting because – the players, I think, thought that that convo was going to go really differently. You know, it was the, there was an air of sp- there was spill in the air, okay. and then in the hours leading up to that meeting, Hockley and Cricket Australia release a statement saying Lang has got another six months. We're going to see him through, and the players didn't know that was going to happen. They were sort of blindsided, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah. So, what was Tim Payne going to say after yeah. that? It had yeah, already yeah. been decided that Lang was being kept. Yeah. So. So I'm just going to uh, bomb in one ear, is he? Yeah. Like. Well, exa- unless he was going to say, no, I disagree with that. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what? I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know why, why CA have, have done that. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I, I got the, these two things in my head. First of all, it feels like this guy's the only guy that can possibly coach the team. Um, there's no other possible scenarios around this. Um, and second of all, like, it's just, just even though they're denying that, like, it's all good, like, sorry, the, the, the argument put forward that everything's all good now, we're all fixed, we're all good to go, continually, like, every, like, few weeks, it seems now, especially, which is even stranger when the team's not even playing. But it's just so obvious that, like, just the players don't want to play for the guy anymore. And, like, the relationship is literally over. And that it doesn't need to be about, like, oh, players are soft, generational divide of, like, oh, players need to be tougher, older guys need to understand what's laying like as a bloke. It, that, all of that is, like, kind of irrelevant. It's only about... What are the what are the literal like analytics of the performance of the team, and do the players want to play in that environment anymore? And it's like you're not going to change the entire playing group. This is all playing power um, that you see in so many different sports. And it's like 
what's the point anymore? We just have to pretend. We have to pretend like they're all going to get along. It's all going to be good, and this guy's going to get the best out of the players. I just don't see how that's possible anymore. The, the player power chat is really interesting because I've noted a lot of like contemporaries of Langer, even guys a little bit older than him, sort of bemoan the growth in player power with the IPL and I know Mark Taylor described them as sole traders who can sort of pick and choose when they play and mm-hmm. whatever. But I just, it, that kind of is a bit mind boggling to me because to, to me, the, the truth is that the players have usually been in power in Australian cricket, you know, yeah. save for maybe Bob Simpson coming in as coach with Alan Border, who was a reluctant captain. Most of the time the players do run it. Yeah. Uh, Langer as sort of AFL coach at the top of the tree is the yeah. aberration. Yeah. Like he's also he, a he, cricket coach. Yeah. And it just seems like this, that CA have kind of prioritised him and seen him as more important than the views of the players. Right. I mean, yeah. people can say what they like about the merits of the players' view that they hate it. Mm. There's not much argument anymore no. that they hate it. That, yeah. They could have ended that. They didn't, you yes. know. So you, it doesn't matter about the merits of the players there. You can you can no. decry the players generationally. You can stereotype them if, if you want. Right. But it's still true. It's a relationship and a dynamic between two groups that doesn't need fault attributed to it anymore. No. Uh, it, it, it's not as though this is a new relationship where it's teething. It is three years down mm. the track. Mm. The results are there for all to see. The results are there whether good players are available or not, Mm. you know. The results are slightly better when good players are there, but they still lose more often than not. Mm. You know, do what you always did, get what you always got. That's fine. But I don't understand these arguments that if if they just have another chat. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been in a relationship where that's Mm. no good. (laughs) It's done. They're going to break up. You know, they're going to break up. Um, And... Like, can I say something in fairness to Justin Langer? Like, nobody su- – like, Langer has never been anything other than what he said he was. Like, nobody survives like him, you know. I'm sure for him this is like, you know, every barb is a bouncer to be ducked and every sledge is saved in the memory bank for later and whoever sledges him is going to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but And he's building another heroic innings. This is another Everest. That's how he thinks, you mm. know. Fair play to him. He's built a great career and a great brand out of that. Yes. Does that translate – to coaching, people are going to have different views about that, um, and those who buy, like who buy into Langer, seem to be- believe that those qualities that served him so well as a player translate mm. to the same as a coach. But they're mm. two different things, and mm. the results bear that out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, and I think it's worth exploring why Cricket Australia have so vociferously yeah. backed him yeah. over the players. Yeah. I, I I don't see him as being more important than the players, but. Perhaps they do. And I'm sure the players don't either. And that's what I was kind of saying about like the cricket coach thing about, now in my experience, obviously playing zero test matches, Sam. Um, I don't know what it's like in the professional realm. No, you do because you watch Amazon's The Test and a lot of those (laughs) chats seem like fucking third grade. That's true. I've got to say. That's true. That's true. The role of the cricket coach, in my experience, in my eyes anyway, is to facilitate a healthy environment where the best players get the best out of themselves and they get the absolute utmost out of them. Now, I've, in, my, in my viewing, like Langer is trying to um, put into his terms, like 
what he got the best out of himself, he did it his way. And he's like trying to work that with this current group of players and it ain't working and the players don't like it. But he's not a footy coach, you know, like the football, rugby, AFL, managerial style. It doesn't work with cricket. That's not that's not the right thing. I feel like the, the role of the cricket coach in that sense is to give the best information to the players and just create a great environment. I mean, he's getting compared to like, um, like Mourinho or like Andy Flower or other like sort of um, um, polarizing very successful coaches, but that's exactly the point, that these guys are extremely successful and they won heaps of shit. And, like, we just haven't had that. Yeah, but the thing, like, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. Heaps of coaches have different styles. I, I, I think you would say with Langer, like, if his approach was resulting in victories, this conversation isn't happening. Yeah, you can talk true. about leaks and whatever, yeah. all, all you like. Leaks happen for a reason too. Yeah. Like, if, if he wins, no problem. Let's mm. crack on. We're mm. like, mate, you're a legend. Mm. And he is a legend of Australian cricket, by mm. the way. But mm. like, and, and he should be protected for that. And that won't that. change. It, it shouldn't change. No. But, if it's, it, but how Cricket Australia have let this get to the eighth round of the fight, mate, exactly. you know, yeah. is, is now reflecting upon their stewardship of it. Yeah. You know, it's just done. Is there a world where this gets fixed? <laughs> like, do it, like, with Alex Ferguson, you know, in the late 80s, they wanted him gone, mm. you know, after a few years. There was a right. big sign saying, you know, Tara, Fergie, three years of shit or whatever, we mm. want you out. Mm. He wins that game and the rest is history. Mm. Is that going to happen with Justin Langer? Is it, I, I just don't I just don't see that. It's difficult, it's difficult to see. It is difficult. It's difficult to see mm. them sort of get through these next few um, kind of tournaments or series or whatever, come out the other side and everything be great and like, oh, you know what? I was, I was wrong about that, says mm. the players. I mean... Leopards don't change their spots. I don't know how many more cliches we can put into this, but it's apt, you know, given the people we're talking about. Um, all right. Well, on top of that, the Australian T20 has been announced. Um, and uh, there's, there's a couple of bolters in there, no more so than Nathan Ellis, who's had a remarkable um, sort of rise to fame's not the right word. <laughs> He's just signed a contract with the Punjab uh, Kings 11 for the IPL. Uh, incredible. He's obviously just played the one T20 game, got a hat trick on Dabu. Uh, then he missed the next game. Then he played the, played the game after that. But um, he's he is in the touring party. There's three traveling reserves: Nathan Ellis, Dan Christian, and another person. Good research from me. Um, but uh, you know, it is it is uh, you know maybe perhaps in fairness to Justin Langer, like you look at the teams that you look at look at the name, uh, you look at the names in the team, in that squad. And it's like oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good team. That probably finished between fourth and fifth. <laughs> Smith, Warner, Maxwell, they're all there. Christo's a great get around the boys selection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travelling reserve, yeah. glorified net bowler. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, you know, you don't need a hit, mate. Oh, you just bowl me a few. Um, <laughs> but that means he obviously was was popular on tour. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, not surprising. Uh, Josh Inglis's inclusion is interesting. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, he seems to be the anointed one. I mm. wonder if he's going to bypass Alex Carey. Yeah, so Carey's not in that squad. It's yeah. only a 15-man squad. Mm. Um, Everyone's sort of saying with Inglis, like, mm. he, could be, he could be the next next cab, mm. keeping-wise. He, he has all the, all the toys, mm. great gloveman. He's mm. batting. He's very much in form as well. I was going to say he's from WA, but that wouldn't be fair, to be honest. He, he, he seems to be a great player. He's had a bumper season. Um mm in the UK and he was doing so well in the hundred as well. He's obviously been picked up from that. Um, but it's exciting. It's exciting to have that, uh, have that name, in the team sheet, because you know, he's been yeah, anointed for a little while. It feels mm -hmm. like and he's probably jumped ahead of Kerry who, who was available for these two series, West Indies and Bangladesh and just hasn't quite taken his chance. You would say, um, despite him having like a really great 50 over white ball, 2019 world cup. Um, but apart from that, probably well, his ODI form's board. been exemplary. Mm. Alex Kerry. So, mm. uh, I, I hope he can push on Kerry, and I hope he's yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that's another guy that people were suggesting that he missed out was Tim David. Uh, he plays for the Hobart Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, and he's playing the 100 as well. He's actually playing for the Southern Brave, um, who obviously won the 100, uh, born in Singapore. And he's got picked what? up by RCB. That's right. So good enough for RCB. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nothing to get upset about. Play you didn't know three weeks ago. Nah. Oh, why isn't he in there? <laughs> exactly. Tim David. Yeah. <laughs> JL. Once <Yeah>. again. <laughs> um, all right. So where's Australia going to finish in the World Cup? Oh, I mean, you know, they have, they have a side that you just wonder. You wonder in a particular environment how far they could go. Mm. I, I don't know. I suppose they're probably, in terms of on paper squads, they're probably third or fourth and they probably finish around then if they do well, yeah. if not a little bit underneath that. Mm. Uh, that would be my prediction. Just feels like, it just feels very 2019 World Cup again. It's like, well, I'll make a semi final. Yeah, and, that, probably, and that's probably good enough. Probably do enough, yeah. Yeah. All right, West Indies, Pakistan. Second test match uh, that is going on as we speak. Uh, so difficult to uh, to give too much analysis over that. Um, but uh, Pakistan was sent into bat by the West Indies for the second time in two tests. Started the game three for two after four overs. Kemar Roach doing the business. And then they made it to 302 Good decision. for nine. Declared. Mm. Uh, Farwood Alam, 124, and Barbara Azam, 75. Farwood Alam, Pez. Uh, now, you remember this, obviously. He got 100 in debut. Then he got dropped after three tests. Since then, well, he averages 56 in first-class cricket, but since then he's had a number of years averaging over 60 in first-class cricket. He's now come back into that test team, and he's got 508 tests. Is he the best batsman in the world? The best batters in the world, to come back to that, is A.B. de Villiers is the best batsman in the world. Currently. Yep. And then and Steve Smith and Virat Kohli are about equal, and then I don't give a fuck after You can't. That. You can't be best batsman in the world if you're not playing Test cricket. No, you can in my book. So, but AB Davies only plays in the IPL. Yeah, that's right. It's controversial, isn't it? I guess it is. I guess he's it the, is. Uh, okay, let me use a different word. He's the best stick. I guess he's literally a batsman. He's just what a, do you do? He's oh, a batsman. Stick. He's the best stick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like oh yeah, if you put him in Test cricket right now, it wouldn't go right. Yeah, scoring. That's fine. I'm just talking about. Just pound for pound sticks. Okay. It's pound AB, for pound sticks. Pound for pound sticks. Yep. It's A.B. de Villiers, and then it's Smith Coley. Coley is a, like Coley's more alpha bat than Steve Smith in yeah, terms yeah. of the way he gets it done. Right. Um, but you just can't ignore the run Smith gets. Okay. And then it's uh, it's Williamson and Root. That's me. Just in terms of sticks. Well. Uh, results, I'll, I'll, I'll bring into a little bit, bring that into a little bit, but I'm just looking at sticks and guys holding sticks. Now, people people like Barbara Zahn. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not having it. You can't like him. <laughs> yeah, no. I've got a roped off section in the club and yeah, he ain't in it. Exactly. Okay. And it's not his fault. It's the same as Williamson. There's a lot of geopolitical forces at play there. Yeah. Unfair. But I think Kane has to go up because he won he won the lollipop. He won the big lollipop. Okay, he can come in. I, I, th- I think he has to be in. Yeah, he's in. Okay, he's Barbara's in. arm. Ah, I mean he's, he's good. Yeah. It's good. But why does he have to be Hipster. like everyone's got to be the best? That's why I was saying with forward alarm, just like if you're not the best, hey, fuck bu- off. Hey, bu- Bubba, Bubba's arm is is like uh, people like Bubba's arm. They want you to know that they, they want know, you to know who Bubba's arm is yeah, and yeah, that he's good. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like we're in the press box. Yeah, uh, a few years ago, and right. I'm not going to name any names, but he played a w- wonderful off drive. Yeah, we already named who this is <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and someone in the press box went, "Oh, Bubba." <laughs> And it was a very <laughs> passionate ex- exclamation. And that shot, that was a good shot, yep, to be fair. Yeah, it was. But I think, it's, you 
know. It was a kind of exhale <laughs> sigh that you hear through thin hotel walls. <laughs> <laughs> I like at the start you said it's very hard to analyse this match just because we don't want to. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, there's that know, as well. Hey, Barbara's arm's probably good. You know, it's it good. reflects on our bias as well. Well, Barwood Alarm is better at the moment. Yeah, that's um, right. And that's all I'm saying. All right, Pez, we're going to speak to Cole Jamison in a moment's time. But uh, a couple of other bits of information. Mm. Um, Chris Cairns, thankfully, is off life support now. Um, he suffered a um, severe heart attack, I think it was, a couple of, week, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, But he's now off life support. He's able to communicate with his family, which is obviously fantastic news. Uh, and the second thing I want to raise, Pez, is um, this this uh, Yorkshire investigation to uh, systemic racism at the club. Um, they found that Azim Rafiq was subject to, and I quote, inappropriate behaviour, mm. um, which feels extremely light on. Oh, historically, the victim of inappropriate behaviour as well. So, uh, Right. So... Rafiq said in response to this uh, statement that Yorkshire delivered, um, I'm uncomfortable with several aspects of Yorkshire's statement. For a start, I'd like to know which allegations have been upheld and which have not. So that was one thing in the statement. Or some of it was some of it was upheld, some of it wasn't. Some of it a bit too hard. Um, terming what went on as in inappropriate behaviour doesn't sit right with me either. It was racist behaviour. They should say so. I'm also uncomfortable with the narrative that these are historic allegations. Most of them concern people who are not just still at the club but in positions of power. There has to be accountability. It seems to me that while everyone who was in that room August 2018 in August 2018 remains in positions of responsibility at the club, it will be hard to take their words seriously for that reasons. Uh, for that reason, I feel the positions of the chief executive, the director of cricket, and the inclusivity and diversity manager are untenable. All right, here he is, Kyle Jamison. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Okay, this bloke is just about at the top of international cricket and he's only turned out 21 times at the level. Uh, in tests, he has 46 wickets at 14. He has a World Test Championship to his name uh, and in that final, he was player of the match. Uh, and he has one pretty good player in his back pocket who will remain nameless. Um, it's no surprise then he's at, he's, he is at RCB around some pretty good players, some of which were very understandably keen to train with him ahead of that fateful game in Southampton, if reports are to be believed. I don't know if I believe them. Um, it's a big worldie with us today. It's Kyle Jamison. Jamo, welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. Jamo. Ah, <laughs> kind of you, I think. Um, Jamo, everywhere you go in cricket, you dominate. How easy is international cricket? I'm not sure I can... Uh... Answer there probably. I've only had, only had a very small share of games and they've been uh, re- on relatively green seamers most of the time. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. The first 12, 18 months have been in bowler friendly conditions, I think. That's a very modest answer. Um, but I guess um, that's, you know, we come, to, we come to expect that from Kiwi Brethren. We're going to ask about the modesty a little bit later. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, Jamo. Uh, it's, it's probably well docu- documented anyway that you sort of grew up as a batsman 
Uh, but you went to you, you went to Auckland Grammar, where I believe Jimmy Nation and Lockie Ferguson were a couple of years above you. First and foremost, I mean, how good was that schoolboy team at rugby? I mean, at rugby, yeah, they were, they were pretty good. I was actually, uh, I never quite uh, managed to crack that. That would have been the first uh, the first goal to play rugby and play for the All Blacks. But uh, yeah, had to settle had to settle for cricket really. <laughs> yeah. So, how strong was the first eleven schoolboy? I presume you were in the firsts at school. Uh, yeah, they're all right. Um, Lockie and Jimmy were a fair bit older than me. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were, they were sort of, um, legends at school. Like I was like third form and they were six, seven form. So they were kind of yeah, the big dogs of the school rule and the roost and, yeah. uh, Jimmy, especially, I think, I think, um, I think Jimmy still got that attitude today. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, they were pretty good. So, I mean, so you played mostly as a bat at school all the way basically up until like the 19s world cup, right? And now people like, Dale Hadley, like Richard's older brother, are saying that you were better than Sir Richard Hadley at the same age. I mean, who was the first person to say, like, mate, maybe just try some seam up? <laughs> yeah, it was, Dale. I think uh, most cricketers tend to bowl and then go to batting. It's a little bit easier on the body. I went the other way, which was uh, maybe not the smartest move. But, um, mm. yeah, I think probably my batting wasn't going wasn't gonna to get me anywhere, really. And uh, luckily, luckily he told me that I should probably try and run it, and it's sort of panned out all right for now. Mm. It's gone alright. It's gone alright. Yeah, I believe. I believe. I mean, if you get if you get four wickets in your next test, that'll be fifty test wickets in nine games. There's, I think, Shane Bond is the fastest Kiwi to fifty wickets. He did it in twelve. I mean, is that is that a stat which is more just for cricket nerds who like to solve Rubik's cubes in between the drinks break, or is that actually mean like quite a big? Is that is that quite a big deal to you? Yeah, I didn't actually know that. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Obviously, see, Bond is a like phenomenal bowler. Mm. You know, when he was playing and. <laughs> Gets to be in that sort of category, yeah. You know, you're pretty lucky. But um, like I said, boys, I think I've been I've been pretty fortunate. I've had I think eight tests and have uh, been in all all sort of bowler friendly conditions. So uh, maybe in the next four over in India it might not be as easy. <laughs> hey, there must be nothing better than not knowing you're approaching a record yeah. as well. Like that's the best way to answer that. Mm. So so let's talk about the final, uh, Kyle. Seven for 61. Uh, there's a great cameo with the bat as well. You've got Rohit, Punt, Pajara, and one other guy twice. Um, you're the player of the match. Like, given New Zealand's history in cricket, you know, ever the bridesmaid, never the bride, um, a bit of an afterthought in the big three of world cricket. Like, can, can you paint the picture of the sheds after the win? You know, like, I'm imagining Kane and Ross are there. You know, maybe they've got some damp eyes reflecting on those who've come before, um, staring at the mace reflecting deeply or, or was it just beers and crowded house <laughs> a bit of both really i think uh yeah i think one led to the other but um yeah i think certainly for those guys that have been around for a while and um had played 2015 that final there and in 2019 as well and it come so close i think you know yeah it was a pretty emotional um dressing room um you know i think for someone like me i hadn't sort of gone through the emotions of those of those games so i was sort of just riding the high and just you know Happy days, but for those guys, I think it was a little bit more sentimental. But yeah, uh, quickly followed by uh, crowded house and a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like uh, in the World Cup in 2019, I think Rihanna. I think Rihanna was in the Western East dressing room after the game, mm. and there must have been some disappointment that he couldn't celebrate it, you know, with Lord or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty quiet. Like you only had the boys, which was you know, which was nice in a way. But yeah, we had no real uh, um, celebrity appearances. Um, yeah aside from uh, a couple of partners and just the coaching staff. So, uh, yeah, yeah no, nah, it was all good. What about uh, – we, we, we heard last week from Simon Duell, uh that you guys did a hucker on the on the pitch at the Rose or the GS Bowl, whatever it's called now, uh, afterwards. I mean, surely, like, the given that the, the hotel faces 
the pitch at uh, down at Southampton there. Surely the Indian team would have seen you guys doing the harker at like 1am or whatever. <laughs> it's a great rumour. I'm not sure whether I should deny that or not. But uh, <laughs> there's a reason why the cricket team doesn't do the harker is because we're not very good at it. And, uh, <laughs> no, we didn't We didn't actually do it that night. But um, okay. yeah, we just, uh, I think we had our team song going, but um, I think probably with the voices of our changer, it probably did sound a bit more like a war cry than a, than a song. <laughs> What's uh? I mean, we just get pumped with like under the Southern Cross I stand here in yeah. Australia. Like, what's the Kiwi team song? As in, like, what, what what's the general gist of it? Is it is it war? Is it peace? You know, what 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 are the themes that play in the Kiwi team song? Uh, that's a good question. Well, it's more of a pledge than a song, so it's more just like shouting of words. Mm. Um, again, probably alludes to the war cry uh, more so than a song. Um, it's more around, I think, the the team values. Mm. more so than just random words about winning a game. So, um, yeah, it's along those sorts of lines. Fair enough. I was hoping there that, like, as a new player, you didn't quite know the words to the song yet, <laughs> you know, which, which is quite common in, like, grade cricket or something. You just sort of shout a few yeah. kind of uh, words here and there, see if it's close enough. But you obviously didn't know the words. So so on the final, Jamo, you, you, you pick up Virat twice. Um, you'd obviously be elated with that. Uh, who, who wouldn't be? But he also has 146 million Instagram followers and a brand value closing in on the billions. Um, so now that he's your bunny, and you can't deny that, um, is there any part of you that gets nervous about having him in your back pocket? Uh, I think you guys, well, I don't know if you would have seen, but I think I woke up after, I well, made about halfway through that test and on my Instagram got absolutely bombed by abuse, um, <laughs> which which I wasn't aware of. Uh, I think I'd had about a couple hundred comments on a post and then all of a sudden I had 3,000. So um, a lot of it was stuff I couldn't end, but uh, that's probably the downside to uh, to getting wickets at times. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> You replied to every I single one saying sorry, you know. Uh, <laughs> Just get involved. If it was in an English, I might have, but uh, I might have taken a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in that World Cup final, uh, you obviously get the mace, and then you've toured, you've now toured New Zealand with the mace. I've seen photos with Kane et al. around. I mean, how have you been, have you been part of that tour as well? No, I missed that unfortunately. I was still in the UK. Uh, mm. um, a little little uh, county stint with Surrey. So yeah. I was watching that from um, from our quarantine facility, which was a great way to pass the time and actually want to be out of out of my hotel room. But, yeah, it looked like a pretty uh, pretty cool week for the boys. Mm. Mm. Um, no no doubt you speak about your time in England there, Kyle. Like, you, you would have been keeping an eye on England versus India, the test series. And in the last game, we saw the Indian juggernaut reach full steam basically once sledging started. Uh, like, when, <laughs> when you guys outplayed them in the final – and you did. Like, was there any talk about how you'd compete with them before the game? So, you know, we saw them step up once Payne got into Ashwin in our summer and uh, they stepped up again once Anderson kicked off with them. You know, does it just show that, like, you know, nice guys really do finish first? <laughs> not sure about that. I just don't think um, we're not uh, quick-willed enough to um, to play into the play into the hands of that. I think we just <clears throat> we try and stick to stick to what we know. Um, obviously, we've seen a couple of times now where you sort of give a bit of stick and they sort of fire up and they come back. So, um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll just stick to just trying to play our game and, um, yeah, see where, that, see where that leaves us. I've been looking at the schedule, Cole, for the for the Kiwi summer ahead. You've got a bunch of white ball games, but I don't think there's any test matches announced just yet. I mean, is there, is there any frustration, uh, you know, on, on the team's behalf that, uh, you know, you, you still don't seem to be getting those, like, big blockbuster games. Like, I'm, I'm thinking as an Australian fan, for instance, it'd be so cool for Australia to go over there to play against the, the World Test Championship winning team. 
And at the moment, it still feels a little bit like, ah, oh, just give the Kiwis like some two test series here and there. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. We've certainly commented on us after seeing the, seeing the new schedule come out. Like, yeah, we, you know, we would love to play three match series, four or five match series, and play more test cricket around the world. But it seems to be the way at the moment that we sort of get um, a two match series here and there. And that's just kind of, you know, what we get. But yeah, we um, we love test cricket. I think for a lot of the guys, test cricket is the pinnacle. And, you know, if we could, if we could play some more series and, you know, play against the Aussies more, or India or England, you know, whoever it may be, you know, we'd love to do that. Mm. Well, like, what, what do you think it says that Aussies, you know, while while we, and I'll speak for the whole nation, Please. we acknowledge New Zealand's success, maybe even a little bit proud of it. Maybe there's even a blueprint there for us. Like, we don't even know the name of your coach, for example. But, like, <laughs> um, but, like, but, you know, maybe deep down, Kyle, like, we don't, we mightn't really rate you until you beat us, the fourth place team in the world. <laughs> like, does that matter to you? Or, or as world number one team, like, do you have bigger fish to fry than, you know, Australia? I think there's probably, there's probably an attitude that's going to be there for a long period of time. I think that's just New Zealand and Australia, isn't it? That's like the history of a time. Um, and I think, you know, there is like, you can't deny there is a bit of a hurdle there for us to, to overcome at some stage. You know, Aussie cricket have been, you know, regardless of the ranking system, have been one of the top teams in the world for, you know, you know, for um, for as long as I can remember. So, yeah, sure, we'd love to, um, you know, continue to play there more and, um, you know, try and have some, you know, have a little bit more success than what we've had over the last last wee while. And um, yeah, I think that's just going to be a normal Anzac attitude, isn't it? Mm. We're always going to be like, always going to be the um, the little brother. That's right. Yeah, not so much with rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not the rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll keep the blitters though locked up for another, uh, another 18, 20 years or something like that. Um, have you got any Justin Langer angry stories? No. Um, <laughs> Kyle, I want to ask you, um, you're, you're obviously heading back to the IPL, and, uh, and I know a bunch of you guys who are going back there, the Kiwis, I mean, are, are missing the Pakistan-New Zealand T20 series in the lead-up because you're going to go play the IPL. There's a bit of a discussion here around, you know, club over country. Of course, it's not as simple as that, but like what were the discussions with sort of New Zealand cricket, you know, allowing you inverted commas to go and play the IPL before the World Cup ahead of the Pakistan series? Yeah, New Zealand cricket's got a bit of a um, like a welfare policy around guys being away from home for I think sixty days is a, a sort of like the roundabout number. Okay. Um, so if you were going to the World Cup and then carrying on potentially for the India series, then you weren't going to be available for the Bangladesh Pakistan. Like they, they just weren't going to pick you. Um, so the was kind of like, yep, you're available, but it's your choice if you want to go. And then, you know, obviously to to go and play in that tournament to have a month of cricket over there, um, you know, you can't you can't really turn that down. And um, yeah, it'd be cool to cool to link back up with those guys and um, and see DC again. And uh, yeah, it'll be good fun. <laughs> oh, so he still has a contract. Okay. So um, so <laughs> another reason you go to the IPL is because you've got an awesome contract. But like, um, can can I? Uh, which you, which you should you should do, but uh, what what are you expecting when you link back up with the RCB boys? Like, especially, I, I don't mean to like labour the point on Virat, but just all of the guys, especially the Indian guys. I mean, RCB is in a good position in terms of the competition, but you know, now that you've got Virat out a couple of times, like, do you expect he'll be sort of welcomed in, welcomed more into his stable now? Like, he's going to mm. have a kind of mm. mafioso respect for you because you sort of you've you've slain the beast. I don't know. It might depend uh, how their um, how the series against England ends up. I think if the if they win that, they'll come back all happy and it'll be you know it'll be all good. But if if it doesn't go that way, then I might be a little bit more annoyed. But um, 
yeah, no, it's, it'll be good. Like it's nice to have, you know, once you've had six, seven weeks there, it's certainly makes it a lot easier going back into a group, you know, having known guys and um, all that. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be, oh, look, I'm looking forward to going back and giving them a bit of stick. That's for sure. Mm. I, I'm, you probably wouldn't have caught this because you're actually literally playing in the game. But um, but in the World Test Championship final, the sort of the talk, there was a lot of talk on commentary about this story that um, has since been removed from the internet, scrubbed entirely, about, uh, you know, Virat coming up to you and saying, you know, maybe just have a bow with me, the Dukes. So I think DC, uh, Dan Christian was in the interview as well. Maybe, maybe sprinkle a bit of mayo on top of that, a little bit of GST tax on it. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, did what did Virat say to you after the World Test Championship final? Um, oh, we didn't we didn't really talk about that rumor um, a huge amount, um, but uh, oh, he just you know we just spoke about the game and he actually gave me a couple of nice compliments, which was which was cool and just yeah I think like I guess aside from the game, yes, like your two teams competing, but we're also you know friends and mm. and mates and you know we can out there do our best and whatever the result may be. So um, yeah, it wasn't a huge amount of um, you know talk around the game around the, obviously there. They're still there, and they're going to be there for another few months, and then obviously linking back up. So, yeah, nice to nice to share the field with those guys again. Mm, mm. And do you have any um, anything you'd like to say to the to those who commented on Instagram after you got Virat out a few times? You know, you've got an opportunity to to speak to them now. Anything you want to say to them? <laughs> no, no, I haven't got anything to say. If I uh, if I had my medal next to me, I'd just hang that in the <laughs> in the screen. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure where that is, and I'm not sure how well that would go down. Maybe I'd still get uh, cop some more, so <laughs> no, I'll leave that one. Okay, what about the current New Zealand fast bowlers? Trent, Tim Southey, yourself, Wagner, Matt Henry, Lockie Ferguson, Adam Milne. Does New Zealand have the best fast bowling depth in world cricket at the moment? Keep in mind, anything you say will be wrong. <laughs> I think you did right, yeah. I think anything I do say will be wrong, but I think certainly from New Zealand's perspective, like it's one of the probably – the greatest depth we've had in fast bowling, you know, for as long as I can remember, maybe ever. Um, yeah, like you said, there's so many names there. Like there's so much competition for spots now across all formats that, you know, you've really got to be on top of your game. And um, yeah, I think certainly, certainly up there um, in terms of the other teams. But I mean, again, you put into conditions and different situations, like I think you're never going to be right or wrong about that sort of stuff. Cause there's so many different opinions about it. Mm. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us once again. Diplomatic. No, 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 I know. Uh, thanks so much for joining us again, mate. Uh, you, di- you really didn't need to after what happened last time. That basically got – well, actually, you didn't join us last time because that interview Nothing doesn't happened. exist anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were just mates chatting on, and now it's private on YouTube. Um, thanks so much. Wishing you all the best for the rest uh, of the IPL to go uh, and in all the test matches you're going to play. We'd love to see you out here. Uh, going up against our boys as well. So um, if you are in charge of the World Test Championship uh, Future Tours program, um, (laughs) just listen to this and uh, change it. Cheers, Kyle. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. All right, Pez, we need to thank the wonderful people at Budgie Smuggler for making all of this possible. All of it is possible. Um. BudgieSmuggler.com, use the code CHAMP for free custom design. Save yourself about 50 squid, about $100. Remember when the currency rate, the exchange rate, the Australian dollar was like 30 cents to the pound. Halcyon days. I used to watch that kind of stuff on uh, morning breakfast in quite a Rubik's Cube fashion. Yeah. How old were you? Oh, 12, 13. I had a very, very... uh, Diverse portfolio. Oh, it's funny, I never actually took that step. But um, right. 
No, I had a, I had a pretty like set routine for getting up in the morning. I just oh. remember once at school we were asked to give an impromptu speech. And I described my morning routine with passion. Anyway. Okay. That's a, yeah, just like. How'd you go? I can't remember, but I remember enjoying it. So right. I get, get up at 6 a.m. And, and then looking back, yeah, it's a couple of alarm bells should have gone off, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I used to remember, I think David Kosh was doing, back then, was doing, like, the finance stuff. And I'd always work, like, I'd always watch out for Australia's dollar value in relation to the U.S. And okay. I never knew what all odds or anything like that was. Mm. And I still don't, to be honest. But Also, recently, the Australian dollar was slightly more than the U.S. dollar. Yeah, that under Obama. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when that happens, you you don't necessarily feel great. Like it feels good on the surface. You're like, oh, something's wrong. Mm. Something's wrong. Yeah. You, you want to sit Doesn't around the right. you want to sit around the late sixties, mm. early seventies. Isn't that like kind of information where you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, late seventies. Yeah, well, seventy sort of seventy seven cents. Pez, today, <laughs> Pez, we're going to do today of what you might be able to put on your custom design. Yeah, your custom budgies. Yes, budgiesmonger if that's your want. Famous coups. I remember when I was at um, first year uni doing a government class okay. and I um, had never read the word and um, I read in this government class in front of like, like the, our, our professor or teacher was this very senior bureaucrat right. in Australian government or okay. had been or something. Like right. everything he said was like, this is awesome. Like okay. knows everything. Yep. And I was doing a presentation and i i said coupe de tat yep yep and he just very very gently corrected me yep. and I, that was extremely embarrassing sure and sure, i've always yeah. remembered that and i'll yeah, never forget yeah yeah he's so a coup, coup d'etat favorite coupe de tats i was talking about the fijian one with frank banarama that's all i remember <laughs> i probably said banarama or something like that as well reading it yeah. from fred uh yeah well obviously you got napoleon uh bonaparte yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, it was one of the best. That saying. Yeah, uh, what about the assassination of JFK? That was that was, that was, that was a coup d'état. Still coup d'état. on, still going, still ongoing. I suppose. I suppose. Francisco Franco. Yeah. Yeah, you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to. Obviously, when they when they left us cold, from won Spanish elections Spanish in thirty six. Thirty six. That yeah. was. Yeah. It was packed off to remote post in the Canary Islands. That was. It was in the Canary, Canary Islands. Islands. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Muhammad Al uh, Gaddafi. Yeah, Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sucky with Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Idi Amin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. He rose through the military ranks to become Uganda's top general Okay, I always thought it was Idi Amin Yeah yeah. Well, there you go uh, okay. um, yeah. It was actually did you know, it was actually originally a close ally of President Milton Abote <laughs> So he led the country to independence from Britain in 1967 uh, Yeah well, it sort of it sort of spread on for a few years after the yeah. yeah, yeah, it was ongoing. That was yeah. ongoing. That no, way. it wasn't. What's weird is actually that you're not even reading this. That's incredible. Oh, of course, uh, Pinochet. Yep, yep. Pinach uh, himself was a Korean military officer um, named head of the Chilean army around the same time as he joined the CIA back to coup plot against the man who had promoted him, President Salvador Allende. Yeah. And on September 11, 1973, mm. the Chilean navy took over the port city of Valparaiso. While tanks and troops advanced on the presidential palace in downtown Santiago, <laughs> Santiago, you can't, you can't, you can't say Aaron Williams there. So, uh, <laughs> in downtown MJ Bale, <laughs> what? Yeah, Budgiesmuggler.com. <laughs> Use the code Champ for free custom design. Um, okay, Pez. Hashtag I said you see. Just gonna get off Wikipedia for Coop de Tats. Uh, Jamie Giddens writes in 
Higo and Pezzy lad, I write to you to ask about a recent conversation I had with my 90-year-old grandmother. For context, I'm a very amateur cricketer who bowls medium pace, slow, and takes guard on leg stump, scared of the ball. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, I went to see my granny fresh off 90-odd, 88, in my last man stands cricket league. Having not seen her in a few months, but excited by this unexpected score, I was keen to delve into the details of the innings, the cover drives, edges, the reverse sweeps, as if. After I had waxed lyrical about my much-improved pull shot, my aggressive running between the wicket and my water-tight defence, she paused and took a breath. What was she going to ask? Who would I model my defence on? Whether I'd been hitting the gym in order to improve my running between the wickets? No, she was having none of it. How are, you, how are the accounting exams going, dear? <laughs> my question is, am I being outfitted by my granny? Is she aware that an LMS half-century is as useful as a one-armed bricklayer in Baghdad. Why do I seek validation from a woman who has never shown any interest in my sporting career? Am I still haunted from the one time she came to watch me and I was run out for zero? Or is she just aware that a job and qualification is more important than cricket? Love and wickets. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Giddens, spin doctors captain and ACA qualified. <laughs> it's almost as bad as yours in cricket. Yeah, yours in cricket. Yuck. How can you be? Love and wickets. Oh, I like that. That's funny. Yours in cricket. Yeah. I suppose we are that for a lot of people. Not just us. Like, What do you replace in cricket for in like the real world? Yours in... I mean, you say yours faithfully, but yours in good faith. You know, yours, yours sincerely, yours faithfully. But you're offering your mind and body to the person. I am yours. Up for possession. In cricket. Yes. So outside, we, outside so we the own, cricket world. No, we don't own You it. don't. So we own Jamie in cricket. Well, he said love oh, and wickets. Oh, he said wickets. Love and wickets. Yeah. Wishing you nothing but love and wickets. Well, <laughs> you are being offered by your granny, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Uh, and as you're describing whatever you are to her, which goes on and on and on, um, she is thinking, wow, this guy, this kid is wasting his time. And yeah. he needs a job. And that's how, with a lot of older people, you get respect. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They understand. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about, <laughs> except to know that it doesn't matter. Cause and they know that it's frivolous and trivial. That's right, because her last man stands, you know what that was? World War, World War II. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Fucking last man stands, Jamie. Well, when they blew the Colin. whistle to go over the trenches. Yeah. And that was the guy I really loved before I met your fucking grandfather. <laughs> Colin? Fucking hell. That's why she hates Last Man Stand so vociferously. Yeah. Yeah. He says about Last Man Stand, she thought you were about to talk about fucking mm. the song. That's right. <laughs> Fuck. That's <laughs> a World War One. Um, yeah, it's World War One. I. I don't know. All I, I know, know is that England won the 1966 World Cup. Okay. Well, yeah, as well as two World Wars. That's right. I remember, mate, I was about to go to uh, overseas um, with my awesome. fiance. And I called my grandmother, who I love dearly, mm-hmm. wonderful person. So just be very careful what you say next. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, she was she she like you know she likes to like she's a very social person. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, she uh, was with her friend. She's very proud of her grand. She's got lots. She's got lots of kids. She has seven kids. Big Catholic family. Oh, wow. Lots of grandkids. Right. Yeah. Which I'm one. And um, and she's very proud of everybody. Greatest PR person of all time. And it's really lovely and endearing. 
and um, but she's never really had any clue about what I do. Bart, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, that's fine. She's so supportive. Sure, and um, she's with her fr- her friends there. She puts her friend uh, Jeanette on the phone. Oh, Jeanette's here. Oh, Jeanette. Oh, yeah, Jeanette. Yeah, they're 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 some they're old birds. That's they're a old, great name. They're Jeanette. old. Du- they're old ducks. Yeah, you know, a couple of old Jean- ducks. I think Jeanette. Jeanette has like Jeanette has. Eye issues, you know what right. I mean? But they still hang out. Oh. They're great. They got more like spirit and soul than you know any of us. Jeanette, and, the best uh, a man can get. So Jet, okay, and then so Jeanette, so I'm talking to Jeanette. Yeah, yeah, great. You go, Jeanette. Yeah, I'm well. Yeah, no, that Tori's well. Great. They're mm. so lovely. Right. And uh, oh, you're off. You're off to the UK. Fantastic. And, and then my grandma's back on the phone. I have a great time, darling. And then I said, um, okay, yep, see you later, bye. And I don't know why I didn't hang up the phone. Mm. My grandmother, as is always the alpha way in any co- in any relationship, mm-hmm. if you're the alpha, you don't hang it up. You just wait for the other person to, right? Yeah. That's what we call it. So she didn't she didn't hang up. I didn't hang up. I don't know why I'm still listening. And she then she turns to Jeanette and she goes, that was Sam. He's a solicitor. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like at, at no stage yeah. have I ever told my grandmother that I'm that no, or anything like that. No, but no, no. the point is relevant to Jamie is that she clearly felt the need, having had that conversation with me and Jeanette or whatever, that mm. she was preempting that she was about to be asked what I do. Right, 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 right. And she just went for he's a solicitor. Yeah. I'm nothing, nothing of the sort. But uh, she had to put that forward because mm. I think for a lot of people of that generation, you know, your job is what defines you. Mate, absolutely. That's that's been my experience in my own life as mm. well. Aspe- like it's it's definitely not true. Um, um, but uh, there's certainly like fields of um, work which are defined as being like good jobs. Like what's like what's a good job? A good job is something that you enjoy and like you can buy some stuff on the weekends, right? That's what I think a good job is. <laughs> but like doing good things for people too. Nah, nah, not for me. That stuff. That's right. Um, and like. It's just so I, I think in, in like the the older generations identify like good jobs like a solicitor or a doctor or yeah. whatever as being like oh that's a good job. Yeah. Do you put a suit on? I recognise that. Yeah. That's exactly. Good. Yeah. And it's just not true. Mm. Well, it's not in my experience anyway. It's kind of like playing ones. Yeah. You know, I've seen your name in the paper. Mm. Mm. It's the same as that. Do we have time for one more? Yeah. Let's just do one more. Lewis Atkins. Oh. I haven't read this, but I like what this is. Lewis Atkins, the title of this is The Ballad of Ian, question mark, Higgins, Esquire. The Ballad of Ian Higgins, Esquire. Hello, dear boys. I ask that you address the following with the utmost urgency. (laughs) (laughs) You've placed this second for me to write. I was listening to your most recent RCGC Fridays today when Mr. Higginbottom disclosed his personal discomfort with his first name. It is a subject that I myself have pondered for some time and with increasing intensity during Sydney's multi-month lockdown. This guy's name's Lewis Atkins. (laughs) I recall an earlier episode of TGC Fridays where Mr. Higgins spoke of being mistaken for Sam. I must confess this is an error I myself was guilty of for some time as Ian seems so incongruous for the man. (laughs) While Mr. Perry carries Samuel upon his rounded shoulders and a broad dome with a plomb, Mr. Higginthorpe does not bear his own name with the same surety. It is fundamentally inharmonious, and I am certain it must have affected his cricket and, of course, all that that so entails. <laughs> have his parents, whom we now know have discarded the name themselves, 
<laughs> ever explain the situation? Did Higgin Down Senior think of name, naming him Greg? But sensing even before his birth that the talent of such a namesake could not be met by his progeny, <laughs> later sought to adjust the family's expectations. Has Higginstall Jr. ever woken in the night in chills, though surrounded by warm air, to inquire, Dad, why did you name me this way? Only to receive no word back? Now, apparently this inverted commas, Brie, who may be a romantic partner, but I will assume for the sake of convenience is anthropomorphic homemade <laughs> cheese, does address him as Ian. Though it sounds as if this may be the result of some misguided sense of duty or even, inverted commas, love. I am, however, confident that I've found a solution. Mr. Higginberg is not one of those wretchedly poor souls for whom no name could apply. Dare I say, I think he would make an adequate Sam if I may place you in the same category. Should he be a Jake? Comfortable enough. Perhaps Charlie, with the good-spirited niggle it implies. No, it is clear that our own little Higginrow is in fact a Luke. Carrying with it the strong implication of private schooling, it sits neatly atop the salad and tugs snugly into the rig. There is no need to thank me, Luke. Just let me know. <laughs> Should I get outside more? Your sincerest, the Titanic. P.S. My knee still hurts. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, lockdown. Uh, I hadn't read that. Lockdown Lockdown does things to a man. Uh, or woman. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> it's about your name. Yeah, it's about my name. Sort of stuff we get up to on the front on RCGC Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did, did my dad think of naming me Greg? Uh, Greg's, Greg's my dad's name. So um, We know people who do that. That's, that's good gear. Uh, Jake is my brother-in-law's name. Mm. Sam is you. Yep. And... Charlie is what I did on the weekend. No, um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know a Luke. Um, so uh, Luke, it is. Luke, it is. Say that. Yeah. Luke, Luke. Luke Higgins. Doesn't Luke have a? Is that a religious name? Luke yeah. is a character. A character from it's the a Bible. Ca- it's a character from the Bible. <laughs> one of the disciples. A fictional bit of work. And one of the four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Ah, yes, of course. Luke Perry. Yes, you'd be right. Luke Perry. Matthew, Mark, Luke Perry, and John. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for that. Um, Enjoy. Enjoy. I've enjoyed that. And I can't talk anymore. All right. Uh, Thank you to Kyle Jamison. Uh, Thank you to you, Sam Perry. Thank you to you listening and watching out there on the internet. We'll see you in the live stream Wednesday evening, our time, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, around the world, wherever you are. Ball one, YouTube, live stream. See you then.